Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. <laughs> Welcome <Please don't>. uh. <laughs> to Dice Camera Action. Everybody, wow. It's going to be a good one. I'm already face palming the first minute in. Uh, all, all right. <laughs> and welcome back, Sam. Hey, happy to be here. All right. Yay. So, uh, just to bring everybody up to speed, a little preamble. Um, many years ago, a powerful wizard was drawn into the domain of Barovia, and like so many adventurers before and after him, unable to escape. Uh, But so great was this wizard and his magic that he persuaded a number of the Barovian people to rise up and revolt against their dark lord in a bid to gain his freedom, and led these hapless souls to Castle Ravenloft and a showdown with its dark master, Strahd. Uh, As the wizard sent the Barovians off to die at the hands of Strahd's dragon-shaped gargoyles and minions, the wizard locked in battle with the vampire, and they fought in the courtyard, and they fought on the walls, and they fought past the gates to the tops of the mountains, and there two four headed uh, to the top of a great waterfall, and fought and fought and fought, and Strahd sent his bats and his wolves and his other minions at this wizard until finally the wizard was defeated and thrown from the top of the waterfall where he presumably fell to his death. And yet he lived and sequestered himself in the dark corners of Barovia, um, locked away in a magical mansion away from the prying eyes of the Dark Lord Strahd and slowly went mad, only to come... um, forth once more to the aid of a group of adventurers calling themselves the Waffle Crew. And while they confronted Strahd in the depths of Castle Ravenloft, this wizard, Mordenkainen, headed up into the spires of Ravenloft and destroyed the Heart of Sorrow with his magic, this pulsating, glimmering, crystalline heart that gave the Dark Lord of Ravenloft powers far greater than a normal vampire lord. And then from there uh, went down into the study of the vampire lord, found his stolen spellbook, and quickly departed, not knowing and not really caring about the fate of the adventures he had left in the catacombs, who were fortunate enough to have with them a Vistani doll into which they trapped Strahd, and they bore him out of Barovia 
not realizing that a fragment of Strahd had been left behind in the disembodied shadow of Paulton, the bard. That shadow brought the waffle crew back into Barovia for one reason and one reason alone, to see Paulton cast off the light, embrace the darkness, and wed the dark powers, thereby ensuring Barovia's damnation, ensuring that it could reunite with Paulton once again, shadow and man as one, And uh, in order to do this, uh, Paulton would have to uh, let go of many things, including his friends, for until then, the shadow would continually bring them back and there would be no hope of escape for them ever. And when we last left Paulton, he was being berated by the abbot of Kresk, who has come to the castle to perform the wedding and to deliver the bride. Uh, You stirred the abbot's anger, Paulton, when you cast a suggestion spell on him, not realizing that his celestial heritage rendered him immune. And as he spread his angelic wings and summoned to his hand a golden mace with which to smite you, it seemed like you would be smote. And that's where we left off last session. With your friends perched on the roof of the chapel overhead, peering down on you, although you do not know that they're there. The abbot regains his composure. Um, You see uh, the anger in his eyes, Paulton, his sort of uh, golden glimmering eyes disappear and uh, sort of a look of embarrassment on his face. Like, how dare he threaten to strike one of your, one such as you. Um, oh, I just smashed a control panel. <laughs> and he says, forgive me. I wish you no harm. The dark powers. And as he says that, he kind of steps down off the, um, a couple steps down away from the black altar behind him uh, to kind of rest an arm, a comforting hand on your shoulder. And he says, they speak to me. They inspired me to create a bride for the rightful lord of this land. I thought they wanted her for Strahd, but I was mistaken. I made her myself from the most beautiful women of Barovia. I... And he says, the dark powers will turn my beloved daughter into flesh and blood as their wedding gift to you. Her life is in your hands. No pressure. He says, uh, while this is going on and and Diath, uh, Strix and Evelyn, uh, from your perch uh, outside on the roof of the chapel, uh, looking through one of its cracked windows, you can hear the abbot's voice ringing clear through the the chapel, and um, uh, the two of them are very close physically now. You can see below you. There's also a vampire spawn that you know named Doru, who's the altar boy. Um, he's standing a few paces uh, behind the abbot near the altar. Uh, looking kind of awkward and um, t- 
timid in posture. There's also a balcony that overlooks the chapel that you can see clearly. And as you recall, a hulking shadow of Strix's brother, Isaac, the half-fiend, um, can be seen on that balcony. The only other figures in the chapel now that the witches have all left uh, are a couple zombie guards uh, along the perimeter, but nothing, uh, nothing too great. It is at that time that the three of you need to make perception checks. Okay. Ooh, fun. Let's see if my trend of better perception as a robot keeps Ooh. up. Uh, <laughs> oh. 16. Excellent. I got 18. 14. Not, I can see through right. my tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> None of you are surprised. Um, now, outside, it's, it's gotten darker. The sun has set behind the distant mountains, and a storm is rolling in. But over the sound of the rolling thunder... And the wind, uh, the cold wind blowing over you, you hear the soft flapping of wings. And landing on the rooftop not too far from you, and you're not surprised by it, is a crow or raven. And it kind of stares at you with its black eyes for an instant and then instantly transforms into a naked boy, maybe nine or ten years old, uh, crouched down, uh, very pallid, pale flesh, and uh, dark, curly hair, and dark, black eyes. Uh, and he is smiling wickedly at you. Uh, I, like, put the snacks that I had, just was getting out for the raven, and put them back in my robe. Okay. <laughs> I see that it's a <laughs> creepy little boy. Yes, and you've seen... Lands, I'm you, like, Falcon! Oh. You've seen creature. You've seen at least one creature like this. This is a were raven. Um, the last were raven you know died, and the boy, while still smiling at you, uh, holds up a finger, goes, Shh, and then say, "Wait for the wizard to come." I look at I look at Strix. <laughs> who is the only person that I would think would know something about a wizard coming and kind of just look quizzically at her. (laughs) (laughs) We just like across the void, just keep getting each other like, (laughs) like the strokes. And then the little boy says, Marty (gasps) Curdy. Evelyn gasped very loudly. Like, you know, he said she's been trying to whisper, but she's very excited to hear about Marty Curdy. Paulton, make a perception check. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, no. (laughs) That is a powerful, powerful five. Okay, you do not hear hear Evelyn's gasp. Um, And actually, neither does the abbot. Thank God. But you you can see over the abbot's shoulder, Paulton, that Doru heard something uh, because he cranes his head up to the ceiling and just starts staring up at the roof. With his bloodshot eyes. Poor Doru. Do Sorry, I we s- didn't finish you off. No, I don't oh. say that. <laughs> <laughs> and while he's doing that, you can see that the abbot is uh, strongly suggesting that you uh, prepare your vows and get re- get dressed for the wedding because the guests are on their way. Hmm. So, do I notice? Uh, do I notice him looking up 
like looking around. Well, you see Doru looking up at something, like sudden, suddenly some noise or something caught his attention. But Do you I don't, feel... You don't see what it is, and you don't hear okay. anything. Okay. Like, all right. Well, uh, vows uh, suit up. I, 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 let's, let's have a wedding. All right. Oh, fuck me. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, you recall that Escher... The uh, Strahd's uh, vampire spawn minion led you here, but then he left at the abbot's command. Mm. Um, so uh, the abbot sort of will usher you down the aisle back to the doors of the chapel. Um, when the doors open, you uh, see that Escher is not waiting outside like you expected. And I say that only because while you were talking with the abbot, uh, while Escher was out in the hall, he saw uh, Isaac Strozny um, and uh, directed him up to the balcony, then headed off into the bowels of the castle. Uh, his purple uh, waistcoat uh, tightly bound around him, his ruffled shirt uh, neat and proper, and he... Uh, enters through a secret door and uh, there is a circular room choked with webs, so much so that any natural light that could possibly penetrate this room has been all but snuffed out. But with his vampire eyes, he can see perfectly in the darkness and therein lies a coffin lying on the middle of the floor. He walks over and touches his boot to a pedal built into the foot of the coffin and pressing it, causes the lid to split in the middle and snap open, revealing that his coffin contains a rotted, maggot-ridden corpse. And as Escher kneels, or sorry, sits down on the edge of the coffin, he reaches for the hand, uh, the right hand of the corpse, and actually lifts it and caresses his face with it as Mm. maggots fall from holes in the flesh. And then uh, cheating pull, on you with a corpse. Pulling a little too hard, he actually uh, r- rips the arm off the rotted corpse, but uh. seems completely untroubled by this, oh. and just presses the palm of the rotted uh. arm up into his face and kisses it, <laughs> and says uh, to the maggot-ridden remains of Falcon, "Revenge will be ours soon." Paul, I don't think you should stick your dick in crazy. I'm sorry. I just wait. I'm confused. I know. I know. I know. But I'm just saying. I, Is that I, what you're I yelling think... down from the top? <laughs> yes. Wait. We see this. Nope. Nobody sees this. Okay. What Paulton sees is. Um, and this a is figure. the Raven boy that did this. I'm nope. confused. Who no, did this? This is Escher. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. You're essentially seeing something you couldn't possibly know about. Gotcha. Uh, but uh, what you see, Paulton, is a light coming down the hallway, and it's your mongrel folk uh, servant, Cyrus Bellevue. Uh, he's mm. got a lantern, and uh, he seems to um, uh, come right up to you and is going to take you back to your room so that you can get properly outfitted. So if you'll follow him, he'll lead you where you need to go. Sure, let's go. Okay. You're able to get back to your master suite uh, there is your tailored wedding um, suit ready for you. Uh, it's been cleaned the, as best as possible, considering it was basically dug out of some 
probably taken off some corpse somewhere. Um, and uh, it's, it's uh, laid out. You can see uh, that in a couple witches, Barovian witches, come into the room and uh, they help you get into your suit. And one of them pulls out a set of shears and the other one pulls out a shawl, a crimson shawl, to drape over your shoulders uh, while they trim your hair. And once you are dressed and neatly trimmed, the witches with their brooms sweep up the hairs, uh, in, uh, gather them up, uh, and take all their paraphernalia out and uh, leave you there. Uh, the mongrel folk uh, doesn't leave until Escher shows up. And when Escher sees you, he practically weeps. <gasps> Breathe it in. <laughs> and then he shoes away. Cyrus, get out. Get out. And Cyrus mumbles something about making sure the wedding cake is ready. And then you don't see him again for a while. Uh, Escher will come over to you. You notice that there's a... Although he douses himself in perfume, there is a thicker stench of decay on him than when last you were together. And he, he sort of straightens out just a couple little frills and things, and he sort of brushes his hand in your hair and takes a couple little pieces of hair that the witch has missed off your lapel. And, I want to, uh, like, as he's doing that, I want to, like, grab his hand. Okay. Like... <laughs> yeah. You, you see his thin, gaunt, pale hand and his long nails, and, yeah, it, it looks, it, it smells like he was holding, like, a dead rat for, oh, God. for about ten minutes in that hand. Sup with that. <laughs> uh, make another perception check to see if you detect anything else. <laughs> Smelling his hand. <laughs> Smelling his hand. Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> Who have you been sleeping with? Oh, <laughs> well, I guess I'll never know. Oh, oh no. Oh, you used up all your 20s, Nate. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I believe you do have inspiration. Uh, you gained that last time for uh, turning kind of Escher over to your side and, and getting him to divulge mm. information he shouldn't have. Okay, I would like to use that actually. All right, second one. Come on, I come know on. you can do it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eighteen. Okay, much better. Okay, so yes, you think that he has been uh, in direct, prolonged contact with dead flesh. Mm-hmm. Um. With your 18, you can... Choice words. Uh, you can <laughs> sense a sort of familiar aroma. You can't quite peg where you last smelled it, but he's definitely got someone else's stink hanging on him. Um, and uh, the other thing that you can see with your 18 is that uh, while he has been sort of straightening you up and cleaning you up, a figure has appeared in the open doorway behind him and he hasn't noticed that figure is in a white wedding gown and stands six feet tall, is perfectly still like a statue with its arms slightly out from its sides, and there is a veil so thick over her head that you can't see her features at all. 
and she's just standing there like a ghost. And meanwhile, you're sniffing Escher's hand and kind of looking over the hand Mm -hmm. at this bride (laughs) in the doorway. Like, as I'm, like, smelling his hand, mm-hmm. like, I, I see her there, and yes. I just kind of, like, I just kind of, like, push him off. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I have an idea of who you might be. Uh, at that point in time, uh, Escher looks over his shoulder at what you're talking to or who you're talking to, and uh, if it's possible, he becomes even more pale, uh, and he, he gasps. And uh, immediately uh, makes his way over to her and says, where are your bridesmaids? And the bride, bride goes, <laughs> from under the veil. <laughs> what the fuck? I can't wait to listen to that until the day I die. <laughs> Oh, cool. And uh, Escher says, this is not good luck. You must go. And he begins to, he sort of grabs hold of her. And he, it's like trying to move, he's like trying to move a statue at first. She just doesn't move. Um, And uh, Escher looks back at you embarrassed. And he says, I don't know what's what's wrong. The bridesmaids are supposed to tend to her. It's like, oh, the bridesmaids. That's what's wrong. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Escher sort of pushes her out of the doorway a little bit, enough so that he can uh, close the doors. And he turns to you and he says, I will return as soon as I can to gather you for the procession. Stay here. I need to take her back to her bedchambers. <sighs> Okay. And then he pulls the door shut, um, and now you find yourself at least momentarily alone. Uh, you sort of cast your eyes over to a full-length freestanding mirror where you can see yourself dressed for the first time. You look pretty snazzy, um, albeit your garb is somewhat archaic. Mm. It's like, okay. Okay. Got your vows figured out? <laughs> oh, I got everything figured out. I am ready. Excellent. What do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Well, while you're thinking about that, let's find out what the rest of the Waffle Crew on the roof of the chapel wants to do. Try. uh, That naked child were-raven is still on the rooftop. He told you, wait for Murdy Curdy. As soon as uh, Paulton starts leaving, Evelyn just, like, makes to follow. Oh, okay. And kind of motions everyone to follow her. Are, is your intention to go down into the chapel where you can be seen or to follow outside the castle? Essentially, go back to where you think he might go. Well, I guess I say to the crew, like, come on, we have to follow him. So he's coming back here. Like, just wait here. Well, he probably doesn't want to actually come back here. He probably doesn't want to actually go through the Oh, wedding. I'm not going actually back in that castle. I'm staying <laughs> actually right here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I said I don't think that he actually wants to come back here. No, don't actually here. listen to her. She's actually crazy. You guys figure it out. 
I cast Death. mage armor on myself because as a preemptive fear reaction. Okay. As Diaz kind of crouches like that and like says, you guys figure it out, I grab him by the shoulders and I'm like, Diaz, what is wrong with you? We need you right now. Step out of it. Says the were I'm shaking <laughs> Is Isaac still there? Uh, you can still see him haunting the balcony overlooking the chapter chapel, trying not to be he, seen. He's in the shadows. Does he see us? No. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and at this very moment, he seems somewhat impatient. It's at that point in time when the castle belfry rings out. <coughs> uh, big, loud bells and chimes sound above you because the belfry is right above the chapel, um, spatially. And uh, with the ringing of the bells, uh, you can hear the uh, doors to the chapel below uh, throw open and a procession of ghosts begin oh. to move into the, into the chapel. And these ghosts look like the, the sort of spectral remains of the buried dead in oh. finery and in some cases in what appear to be uh, armor and uh, adventuring garb. Do we recognize any of them? Oh, no. Hmm. No. Oh, they're just vestiges of what we could have been. <laughs> it's sort of, that's sort of the impression you get is this could be the remains of those who, have, who died, not only dead Barovians raised to attend the wedding by the, the bagpipe sound that you heard, but also the spirits of dead adventurers over the years who perished here trying to escape. Basically, all, all of, all of the, uh, the damned have been invited to this blessed event. I, I take DS's face and I point it toward the ghost and I say, look what's going on here! Step out of it! What, are the, what do we do? I think we should silently stay still, like the nice bird boy says. <laughs> bird boy! I, I agree with him. Bird boy, what do you want? Uh, and uh, you see he just sort of tilts his head up, looks around at the air, the sky, the brewing clouds, uh, the, the distant rumble of thunder. And then he, when you start yelling at him, he sort of turns to you and uh, just says, Yeah, see? Shh. Right. You, shh. you never shh. Do it once. <laughs> Evelyn, Evelyn gets really, really close to the bird boy and goes, What <laughs> do you want? <laughs> he says, Morty Curdy's coming. When is he coming? So We're kind of busy. He says, and the rest of the flock, too. A flock of what? He says... The rare ravens, obviously. Evelyn. Yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 obviously, they're... Or a murder. Is it a murder? I don't know. Or are we going to be murdered? <laughs> Maybe a little from column A, a little from column B. Um, uh. Uh, and uh, uh, the the bird boy um, tells you that uh, he has come here on behalf of Erwin uh, Martikoff. 
Does that name mean anything? Yes, to you know that Erwin Martikoff was the proprietor of an inn in the town of Vallaki. I remember that. Yes. yes. We got his wine. <sighs> you right. did. Yes. yes, absolutely, you did. What what businesses Erwin have with us now? Because we obviously never mind. Starts just like lies down on the ground. <laughs> yeah, and the, the kid says. We're all on the same side. Yes, yes. Look, that's fine. I'm really happy to see our friend Marty Curdy again. He He's says, very nice. Marty Curdy's going to free us from damnation. Great. I hate damnation. Love being free. Awesome. We're a little busy right if, now. I don't know if he's mentally stable enough for that, but you know, let's, I'll keep my hopes high. Are we just supposed to... I, I'm looking at, like, Dieth crunched on the floor and Strix laying on the ground, like, staring <laughs> at the sky. Are we just supposed to sit here? What? Where are my friends? Where are my adventures? Shh, shh, don't you remember? Uh, at this point in time, uh, crawling up to the window... Oh, come is on. Dor- <laughs> ...is the vampire altar boy, Doru. You can see he must have just, like, started to walk like a spider... Up to hear what the hell is going on outside. And he pokes his bloodshot eyes and face out through the window and looks at you, Evelyn, and is surprised and horrified when he sees the three of you on the roof. Because the last time he met you, <laughs> you accosted him and chased him out of a church. And failed. Where we badly defeated him, yes. 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 And you went screaming off into the night. Uh, yes. So. The sound of Evelyn's voice uh, brought back, brings back some instant, and, and seeing you brings back some horrible, horrible memories. Does he make any noise or anything? Uh, n- strangely, no. Um, there's a, there, in his sort of uh, bloodshot eyes, you can see there's all kinds of things going through his head. Uh, like, should he run back down and tell the aperture here? Um, should he attack you? Uh, he doesn't care about you, Evelyn. You're not alive, but he does seem to... His eyes are drawn somewhat to Strix and Diath and the warm blood pumping through their veins. I no. see this, and I'm kind of like, hey, hey, buddy. Hi. hi. You know, like, trying to approach him slowly like, like a stray dog. Hi. Oh, it's okay. And he says, you're here to save your friend, aren't you? Uh, friend, which we have so, so many friends. <laughs> I'm like advancing toward him very carefully. The one that the abbot plans to marry off. Oh, the abbot's getting married. That's so, that's so sweet. I'm, uh, we didn't get an invitation. I'm like, try. I'm, my goal <laughs> is to get close enough to him to like grab him and haul him in through the window. Yeah, you can, you can make that attempt right now if you want. Okay. Uh, make a, oh, make a strength athletics check opposed I by I love his. those. Oh, it is a nat 20. Oh, oh okay. No. Cover his mouth. All right. Although he's stronger than he looks, you are able to uh, pull him through the window out onto the roof. I, I just, like, pull him and grab him, like, around the face, and I'm okay. holding him like this. All right. Small as you are, you are able to do that. Using your crazy robot strength. Yeah. <laughs> There's all sorts of whirs and clicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as I'm holding him, like the stress just has like a woo, like a whir every time he tries to get away. Mm. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm looking at Strix and Diaz. I'm like, you see what's going on? What do we do, do we, with this one? 
Do we to polymorph him? That'd be nice. All right. Just something hold- cute? No. Doru shakes his head. Uh, <laughs> well, well, of course he shakes his head. <laughs> I mean, often- maybe, maybe he's not evil anymore. Let me check. I check if he's evil. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Doru is still evil. You sense. Oh, you yeah, sense still totally evil. Evil undeadness coming from him. <laughs> yeah, still totally evil and undead. So polymorph, great idea. Something cute, please. I'll polymorph him into a bat. Figure oh, okay. that that'll just that'll be the thing that blends in the most. All right, you cast the spell and he turns into a bat. Yes. Uh, Evelyn, I, I uh, hold on to the bat. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to have you... Not a vampire you, bat, like Evelyn, a nice bat. I'm going to have you make an attack roll to grab okay. him. Yeah, a cute fruit bat. Uh, or sorry, little not an attack bat. roll, a strength athletics check to grab him. Uh, okay, I get um, a 22. Okay, you succeed. As he turns into a bat, he sort of flaps a couple times before you grab him. Evelyn, do you have like a like a, a thing you can open up and like put things in? Uh-huh. Like maybe like a... You know, like Juniper's in there already. Maybe they can throw the bat in there. Juniper, I got you a friend. Or just a pouch that we could tie up and throw off the roof. That makes more sense. I'm sure I'll just take a piece of my robe and make it into a little pouch. All right. It starts to rain. So you have it. It's not. I didn't put it. You have. No, I'll put him on my my person. Okay. In a a pouch. This is your aesthetic way better. You stuff the bat into a pouch. Done. I'd rather carry it. I'd rather carry it than let someone else find him and turn him not into a bat. Let's just punt him off the roof. No, he's going to stay on my person. As the rain begins to fall, the chimes in the belfry cease, uh, and you can see there are a number of spectral figures in the chapel below. Paulton, uh, you can hear the rain falling on the roof tiles above you. (laughs) Yep. There are big uh, double doors leading out of the bedchamber as well as a large window uh, that's covered with drapes. Um, and uh, the room is lit by candles in candlesticks and uh, there are shadows all over the place. One of them you recognize as your own. It's detached from you, however. In many ways. Yes. Um... Okay, I'm chilling. Okay. Uh, Escher returns to lead you to the chapel. What, what, now? And uh, he grabs you and uh, sort of pulls you along hastily, like time is short. And there's a sense of urgency uh, on, in his face, in his, in his uh, visage, and in his pace. Can I like, like pull my hand yep. like abruptly off? Yes. Just be like, is there is there a reason? He says, "No, everything is fine. I promise you." Do I believe him? Make an insight check. Okay. I probably believe him. <laughs> that would be a six. Okay. Um, let's just say you're not sure you believe him or not. Um, he's not mm. giving much away, but you obviously have doubts. 
Mm. Uh, he's he's kind of tipping his hand. There, you do get the sense, even with your six, that something is. He's worried about something. Something has changed since the last time you saw him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell him. I'm like, we'll go. We'll go at the pace that I had. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you sort of walk slowly and deliberately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you do, and he's walking beside you, almost like the shadow that you lost, um, you can see that he is looking around in the corners of the castle and listening. Um, something is making him very, very worried. And by the way, you still, in case you forgot, you still have your severed hand following you around, your disembodied, shriveled black member that you you inherited. That's still clinging to you somewhere. Can I uh, I try and persuade him to just tell me what's what's going on? You sure can. Go ahead and make a persuasion check while while you're walking to your wedding. That would be a 23. All right. Uh, Once again... You were able to pry information out of him that he is reluctant to give. He tells you that uh, he couldn't find the bridesmaids, uh, vampire spawn who basically were charged with um, Ludmilla, Anastrasia, and Volenta, their names are, and they were supposed to look after the bride. They're missing. And... He can't help but feel there's someone here um, that that someone might try to ruin all of our glorious plans. And he says, but don't let that trouble you. You have to marry. It is the only way we can be together. What? So, so what? If the bridesmaids aren't there, is the whole thing off? No. Um, so what he do basically, he, he entrusted he entrusted the bride to Strahd's witches, uh-huh. um, and so she'll be there. He's just worried that uh, there is danger present. He can smell danger on the air. It's like oh. Speaking of smell, I never, <laughs> I never asked. Um, pretty dank right now, dude. What's going on? <laughs> Cut to scene where uh, <laughs> he leads you to a chamber uh, in in the castle, and you can see uh, there's a secret door that he opens uh, that leads to this chamber that's full of thick webs, and you can hear. Uh, the sound of the thunder and the rain through open windows near the high top of this chamber. It looks like you're in a belfry up nestled among the, uh, the webs in a flash of lightning. You can see a great bell. On the floor underneath the bell is a coffin, a beautiful sort of redwood coffin um, with Escher's name in it. And it's open and inside, you can see the rotted, desiccated corpse of Falcon. The, and I'm there. And you're, you're standing next to Escher as he shows you the corpse of his dead former were-raven lover. 
I look at and lightning flashes briefly, allowing just enough light light to fall onto Falcon's corpse to see that in its present decayed state, it's barely recognizable. It's the basically the naked, broken body of Falcon as you last saw him when you both fell off of the out of the castle onto the courtyard. Yes, when we both fell. Yes. <laughs> and like and Escher the... leans over to you and takes your hand and says, "I don't blame you for his death." Like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I blame Strahd for turning me into this and tearing me away from him. Aw. I don't want that to happen with us. That is why you will take this bride. You will marry her. You will take the gift that the dark powers offer you. And then before Strahd's shadow can reunite with you, we will destroy it together using that shiny sword of yours. It's the only thing that can hurt him. That's not the worst thing I've ever heard. You don't know how happy it makes me to hear you say that. Oh, the road to Ravenloft was paved with good intentions. So romantic. We have a a wedding to attend. Oh, gosh. Your absence would be noted. My, My what now? Your absence would be noted, he says. You wouldn't want to make the abbot angry. Mm-hmm. So then should we go? Now would be a good time, yes. I'll right, go get married, fam. All right. After you stuff the bat in the pouch and the rain begins <laughs> to fall down upon you, um, is there anything that the three of you want to do? Um, Paulton has been gone for some number of minutes now. Is there any way that my spell could reach Isaac on the balcony to try and polymorph him too? Uh, let me check the range. What's the range of the spell? You check that and I'll oh, here, check yeah. to see how far away it <laughs> is from you. Don't want anything to do with him <laughs> at all. Now you know if you cast the spell and it fails. 60 feet. Okay. Well, I have uh, I have two things I'd like to do. <laughs> Both things. What happens if it fails? <laughs> he'll know yeah. where that oh, spell came from. He'll know. All right. Uh, yeah, so he's about, uh, from your vantage point, about 30, 40 feet away. Great. Okay, so first thing I'm going to do is alter myself to look like Strahd. Oh, my yes! God. Yes! Oh, my yes! God. Yes! All right. Strahd! Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that causes the, the little were-raven boy's eyes to kind of bulge. I'm just like, there. and then i'm going to try and polymorphic (laughs) all right uh the as you begin to cast the spell the were raven uh turns to you df and says stop her (laughs) says what stop her it's not time do i hear him say that she'll ruin everything <laughs> Do you just tackle me now? 
Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, Dia's okay. actually like, let's tackle <laughs> so Strahd slightly, slightly smelly, like, kind of disheveled Strahd is tackled yeah. by Okay. Uh, just for giggles, I'd like you both to make dexterity saving throws. Because <laughs> you are on this sort of domed roof of this no! uh, old, yeah. old, old chapel that's kind of yep. falling let's apart in the lapidary. Let's do it for giggles. <laughs> <laughs> do it for giggles. Hee, hee, hee. said dexterity saving throws? Yes, please. Don't right. forget your ring, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, 15. Very I good. got a 12. Okay. Uh, so as you tackle her, um, Strahd, in quotes, uh, kind of tumbles a little bit and kind of uh, doesn't fall off the roof, but tumbles off the dome part and kind of is now clutching uh, by long <laughs> fingers. Oh, no, no. The, the eaves and gargoyles that are sort of uh, clinging to the, the, the edge of the dome. I'm just going, blah! <laughs> <laughs> I immediately regret my actions and then uh, make way to reach it's a hand It's fine. I'll just, yes. miss, I'll just misty step back towards you. Oh, no, you think you can probably, with some help, just pull yourself up. Okay, okay. You didn't, you didn't fail nearly bad enough it's not that to, dire. Okay. to put yourself in a dire situation. All right. All right, and uh, you regain your solid footing. Okay, great. At least I know Isaac won't recognize me when, yep. when everything bad happens, so I've taken okay. all my precautions. Yes, what is wrong with you? I think you we should nice. listen to the bat. He just tackled me, so I'm guessing we have to listen. What's, why don't we just wait? Paulton wait, enters the chapel with his best man, Escher, by his side. <gasps> and Escher leads him down the aisle to the black-draped altar where oh, the no. abbot um, stands alone. Is there, like, a wedding march? Like, is it happening? Uh, it's all very quiet right now. The ghosts watch in solemn silence uh, as Paulton is led to the altar. And then as he stands there and kind of looks around, the abbot um, says words of welcome to the congregation and then pipe organ music begins playing throughout the castle. Oh, no. We're running out of time. <laughs> and you hear the bridal march. I look at Dieth and Strix, and I'm like, he he must have a plan. We just we have to assume he has a good plan, and he's just waiting till the opportune moment. Talking about Paul, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, is is this the rehearsal? <laughs> uh, and uh, coming into the doorway, Paulton of the of the chapel, the same doorway through which you just entered, you can see a bride the same one that was standing in the doorway. Uh, there are uh, two witches holding her train, and uh, she walks in carrying a, uh, in her hands, dead roses. Ugh. I turn to Dieth and Strix, and I'm like, he, he wouldn't marry and, and have the dark powers come into his, you know, his soul, and he would never, he's not, he's not evil, he wouldn't, Strix, you can feel the you can feel the bat flapping madly in your pouch tied to your belt. It's gonna hold it. This is starting to not feel like a rehearsal. (laughs) And Escher will lean in and say, "There's no rehearsal." Ah, was not aware. (laughs) Oh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna take the bat out and in a mage hand and just like take take it aside. Just holding it there? Just like, yeah, just while he's thrashing. I don't want to really deal with that. 
<laughs> I like I lean over to Escher. I'm just like, oh, is it the so, skeleton? So 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 that plan's gonna work, right? You're not you're not you're not you're not lying to me. He says, if you have the sun sword. I have the sun. I have the sun sword, right? I didn't give that away. Yeah, you still have it. You still have it. I don't know. I'm never really sure what I actually. Have. <laughs> so I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> you have the sun sword. Oh I have the ring. We'll be fine. Um. Can I like perceive if I feel like he's lying? Uh, go ahead and make another insight check. Okay. All this time, Evelyn is like she's kind of she's on the roof and she's just like one step closer, like one step closer. As as this seems to be progressing, she's like more and more at the tip of the roof. Okay. Uh, that's a that's a ten. Okay, uh, you can't tell, um, but nobody has. None of you have to make a perception check to hear uh, what sounds like from somewhere deep in the castle: screams, explosions and uh, reverberations of things falling and collapsing. This is over the sound of the music. Typical. That wasn't us this time. You're right. He has a plan. <laughs> I lean over I it. Wait, I hear this too, yeah? Yes, you do. I lean over Asher again. I'm like, is this part of it? <laughs> uh, and he just... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool, because it didn't feel like part of it, but I'm, like, not super familiar. All right, cool, thank you. All right, the bride comes up to stand next to you, and the abbot begins to um, recite an ancient ritual. And based on the nature of this, it it sounds as much like a spell as just a, a casual, like, normal wedding ritual. He is actually invoking magic. Um, are we not going to address uh, the, 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 the happenings happening? Nobody seems to acknowledge it but you at this point. And uh, <laughs> a dark shadow appears on the wall of the chapel behind the altar as though presiding over everything, even above and behind the abbot. And you recognize it as the shadow of you, but wearing Strahd's voluminous black cloak. Stralton. It's Stralton, yes. Ah. <laughs> uh. To Evelyn, does this look like he is going through, like, does she perceive that a spell is being cast on Paulton, or is he still not The spell is being cast, and when Paul, you believe that, uh, based on your, actually make a religion check to get the ins and outs on this. Uh, I'm good at religion. Yes, 19. Excellent. You believe that this is a powerful spell of magical binding. Um, to be consummated with this wedding and that once Paulton says his vows, he will essentially forsake um, who he was and marry this bride, this representation of darkness and the power that the dark powers have over this land. Okay, so I am... There she goes. So the the (laughs) the vows are the completion of the spell. So I am holding action until I even slightly perceive that Paulton is about to, like, move or speak. Okay. What's everybody else doing? Uh, well, the, my mage hand's still holding the bat, I guess. I guess yes. once the explosions start happening, I'll just have it, like, set it down on the ground outside and then just dissipate. Okay. 
I don't want to hurt it. I just want to like get rid of it. <laughs> Got it. Um, and uh, and we're hearing the explosion, so obviously like bad things are going to happen. So yes, I'm just going to make sure to stand here. And are, we're close together, right? Uh, you are the three of us. Yes. Okay. You see the bat fly back up to you Ugh. and smash itself into the roof, just like <laughs> idiot. And then as it does, it turns back into the vampire. Essentially, it wow. did enough damage to itself. <laughs> Strix just face palms so hard, like just like every hand, it crawl, curls into a ball on the ground as Strahd just. <laughs> <laughs> and Doru says, "Light and darkness are forever betrothed." Whatever. And uh, he looks at you, Evelyn. Looks down at the bride. Then Doru looks at, looks at uh, sorry, uh, yes, Doru looks at you, Evelyn, looks down at the bride, looks at you, like you're Uh-oh. kind of the same. Oh, no, you didn't. And he says, if, if you cast off the light and you wed darkness, the dark powers may see fit to restore you to flesh and blood. What now? He says this to me on the roof? Yeah. Does, do other people notice he's talking to me? Oh, yeah. Dieth's there. So, like, the Strahd, whole room Strahd is looking is at us now? Yeah. Doru, no, not, not the chapel below. This is Doru. Oh. The, this is Doru, the vampire. I thought he was down. The vampire spawn that Strix turned into a bat. Okay, yeah, just, I know, but I thought he was down in the chapel, but he's no, not. He's just back no, with he's us. No, he's back with you on the roof. Okay. Now, you get, you get the impression he doesn't want to be in the chapel any more than you do. Okay. Excuse me, what now? He says... Light and darkness are forever betrothed. If you cast off the light and wed darkness, the dark powers may see fit to restore you to flesh and blood. Why on earth would I want to be flesh and blood if the darkness is inside me? Away with you, fell evil thing. (laughs) May the light of Lathander smite you. He doesn't like that. You see him recoil. And Evelyn's yelling like about Lathander. And as you start yelling about Lathander, Evelyn's yelling. No, I don't yell. I don't yell. <laughs> She's I don't yelling. Yell. I don't yell. She's yelling. Paulson, She's yelling. Make another perception check. <laughs> I don't yell. I don't yell. Uh, that would be a nineteen. When have no, you not I yelled it? Yell. When oh. have you not yelled it? Over the no, sound. She's yelled it every time. Over the sound of the thunder, you can hear Evelyn <laughs> yelling <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> there's never, there's never a time when the word Lysander comes out of her mouth. It's not yelling. It's always yelling. And it's at that point in time when the closed doors of the chapel blast open, and a mob of Barovians with torches and pitchforks spill forth into the chapel, leading the way. Ismark Kolyanovich. <laughs> Not dead people. The, what? The brother of Irina. It's a freaking reunion. As, and you see, as soon as I see that, I immediately am not Strahd anymore. And you can see <laughs> that uh, Ismark has uh, his, like the Barovians with him, um, abrasions and wounds like they've just been in a fight. Uh, Ismark has co- is covered with bite marks. And he's very pale and he's bleeding from wounds, but he clutches a bloody sword in one hand and three severed women's heads by the hair in the other and throws them down onto the floor. And they go tumbling onto the carpet. And as that happens, sorry. 
Okay, I lean over to Asher again. This is definitely not part of it, right? <laughs> he shakes his head. And okay. uh, he, he sort of uh, puts a sort of a, a reassuring claw hand on your arm, just sort of tightening hold like he doesn't want to become separated from you. It's like, don't touch me. Behind this wave of Barovians uh, strides in a familiar figure, a wizard that you knew uh, who helped you um, come this far. You recognize it as, of course, Mordenkainen. Murdy Curdy! How many of these Barovians are tied together with ropes and are currently using 10-foot poles? <laughs> there's, there's more than a few, and they are armed. Uh, a lot of them are armed with 10-foot poles. Yes, okay. that's true. <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay. Guys, it's not an imposter. Yes. Mordenkainen uncorks a, a bottle of buttermilk. <laughs> takes a swig and says, now, now, what happened to the, the part where you say, speak now forever, hold your peace? <laughs> <laughs> and while that happens outside on the roof, you see uh, several ravens begin to fly and flutter around you, uh, Holly, as you dispel your illusion. Whoops. Even as you banished over to the darkness. Yes, go ahead. Um, um, the ravens, and tell me if I'm wrong, Chris, because I can be wrong, but mm-hmm. the ravens, some of them are uh, carrying flasks of oil. Yes, <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> yes. But many of them are carrying flasks, some of them uh, big wineskins, uh, and oh, yes. uh, they are flapping all around the roof, and they begin to uh, pour into the chapel through the cracked windows and are now fluttering around in the ceiling of the chapel. And I'd like everybody to roll initiative. Ready, Curdy's army. Oh. Strix is like, friends. Oh. Nat 20 again. Robot Evelyn rides again. Oh, say, so what does that amount to, Evelyn, when all's said and done? Is- uh, it's 22. 22. Uh, Paulton. Uh, four. Four. <laughs> Diaz. Nine. Nine. Strix. Uh, I rolled a one. <laughs> okay, and uh, Morty Curdy. Uh, roll the four, so that's a six. All right. And done. Okay, so, and... I was too busy talking to the ravens, going, you guys want some snacks? Stick it snacks? All right. So, the first person to act is Evelyn. So, were ravens fluttering and pouring into the chapel from the skies above... And uh, you can see chaos below as Barovians have uh, broken in with Morden Kanan behind them. Uh, man, I rolled that 20. I was so excited. And now I'm, I'm not exactly sure. That's why I'm um, kind of glad I rolled low. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think what Evelyn does is because she was like in that stance already, and she was waiting for this moment to see whether Paulton was going to speak or not. Kind of the way that, like, a sound just, like, triggers someone. Mm-hmm. She, I think she just, like, flying boots tackles Paulton. I think she just, okay. as, soon as, a, as soon as a sound, like, she's, like, poised and ready. As soon as she hears a sound, it's just, ah! like, <laughs> as fast as she All can. All right, so you basically fly down into the chapel and try to tackle Paulton. Yeah, uh, just like blow him right off the altar, like tackle. All right. Um, this Great. Is pro- this is probably going to catch Paulton by surprise, but I'd like I'd still like you to make an attack against Paulton. Okay. We're all just tackling each other today. Yeah, tackles are good. Actually, Paulton, um, because you heard Evelyn, you would actually see her descending down toward you. 
So if, if you want, if you want, I can. Oh. She can forego the role if you're willing to let her tackle you. Sure. <laughs> All right. So she literally falls on top of you and uh, drives you to the floor. Oh hey. Okay. Uh, now for you. I think you, I like scream while I do that too. Ah! Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, unless you want to use a bonus action, we'll say that's your turn. I think I just I say something to like. Speak now, or forever hold your peace. Were you going to give yourself over to the dark powers? <laughs> Where are <I'm> you? Decided. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that silence, uh, the next to act is the abbot, who, affronted by this, um, uh, looks down at you, Evelyn, and... Um, with some surprise, because the last time he saw you, you were flesh and blood. Now you look like some sort of animated toy version of yourself. Soak it in. Uh, and then uh, that mighty mace will appear in his hand, and he will strike you with it. The, the huge. Yep. Uh, his first swing at you is only a 13. Only? Uh, yeah, that doesn't hit me. Yep. And so, I glance it off with a, a brush of my bracer. When he comes at you with the backswing, he rolls a 20. That hits. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, <laughs> uh, He does seven points of bludgeoning damage and 18 points of radiant damage for, oh, a, uh, for a total of 25 points of damage to you. Okay. That's no joke. It's fine. And uh, after uh, trying to, and he tries to sort of smack you off a of Paulton, but that doesn't really work. <laughs> She's got uh, a chokehold. Yep. And so next up is DF. Um, <laughs> uh, I crouch into position to watch uh, Evelyn as she like tackles Paulton and get attacked by the Abbot, and then. Uh, Wait, just wait there. Okay. Uh, all right, next up is Escher. Escher is going to try to uh, pull Paulton out from under, away from Evelyn, essentially. So, Evelyn, I'd like you to make a strength <coughs> athletics check opposed by Escher's check. You guys going to be pulling on him from both nah. arms? And, uh, I got a uh, 10. Okay. Uh, he rips Paulton away from you. Evelyn screams wildly. And, and, with rage. Yes. Just sort of pushes you, pushes you off him with his foot while he does that. And also, uh, Paulton, if you allow him, he'll help you get back to your feet. Sure. <laughs> 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 All right. And he helps me up. I'm like, am I going to say in any of this? Morden Kanan, you can decide on your turn what you would like both the Barovians to do and the Were-Ravens before you act. Um, okay, he, he raises his hand and goes, Barovians, affix pole arms! <laughs> which point, at which point, Sarge versus Stun, some of the 10-foot poles uh, come up, but there's also all manner of strange pole arms that you've never seen before, some really obscure-looking weapons. <laughs> you really, like, you kind of look, and every one of them is different, and you, you realize, wow, every one of them probably has their own statistics, and that's a nightmare. <laughs> uh, anyway... <laughs> 
Where ravens? Bombs away! And then uh, commanding the were ravens that are holding uh, flasks of oil to drop them on the uh, on the uh, the attended guests, the mm-hmm. ghosts and such. Yep. And th- and then I and then he holds up his hand and goes, "Big B, give me strength." <laughs> he then addresses the groom as he casts Big B's uh, hand, juiced up right. to level nine. Okay. Ooh, uh, look at you. He casts Big Beast's hand and addresses the groom and says, as this giant hand appears, and says, I'm sorry, my boy, but Barovian family law does not favor the groom. And he reaches over <laughs> with Big B's hand and attempts to grasp okay. the bride and grab her, lift her up, and and smush her. And Wait, okay. what? Like a fire. All right. Uh, yes, so uh, use the hand strength score to resolve the grapple. Great. And it's uh, juice to level nine. Yes. So Oof. do I need to make a... What do so I level do? nine I, I will up its it damage. By quite uh, a let bit. Let me just... Uh, uh, go ahead and make a... Uh, Spell casting. It, uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. It has a strength of 26, so it gets a plus eight on its strength check. So make that strength check to grab it. Okay. To grab the bride. All this is happening, Paul, and just like, oh no, my bride. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I rolled a four. Oh dear. I rolled a four. Oh. All right, uh, so your hand uh, moves to grab the bride, uh, but uh, she forcefully pries its fingers open and Ugh. falls, no! from, falls <laughs> from its grasp. Could, could, could you, Big Bees, gently lift the veil? <laughs> Big B always had butterfinger. <laughs> oh, good, uh, my bride. Yes, and as as her as her veil is sort of ripped, her whole veil is sort of ripped away, and she turns to you, Paulton, and looks Please about at the Please congregation. You see that her. Um, it looks like the flesh golem that you saw the abbot. Um, made back at the abbey, this sort of um, um, kind of beautiful, cobbled out of various women's body parts figure, uh, quite a lovely girl, and her stitches were very well masked and whatnot. But at some point, the abbot decided to slice off her head, discard it, and put the head of Irina Kolyanovich on its shoulders. And no! that oh! head is oh. locked in the same scream no. <laughs> that she had on her face when Strix, when Strix knocked her off of Strahd's mount and dropped her to her death. Strix just like sees this is like... Eh. That look of horror and surprise, shock, that death gasp is just sort of frozen on her face. I thought she'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. All right, and that's uh, Morty's spell. So, uh, so the oil flax then begin to explode throughout the chamber, lighting all of the uh, brittle wooden pews aflame, and the ghosts find themselves just engulfed in this fiery inferno. Several of the flasks also fall on top of the cloth-covered altar and set that ablaze as well. <laughs> two of the two of the flasks um, uh, ex- uh, break onto the abbot and kind of douse him with oil, but he hasn't caught fire yet. And 
then the Barovians go sort of hacking through the ghosts with their weapons, um, affecting them not. That's going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ismark sees his dead sister's head on this oh, abomination's no. body. Oh, no. And just gasps in horror. Uh, almost, he actually drops his sword with a clatter onto the floor when he sees her, then bends down, picks it up, tightens his grip, and comes charging down the aisle toward her, sword raised. And it will take all of his movement to get to her. All right, and uh, that brings us to... Now, D.F. dropped out of initiative. Uh, Escher's gone. Morty's done. Paulton. (laughs) 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 And uh, the the abbot shouts, Say your vows! (laughs) So to recap... Maybe don't. <laughs> um, I'm going to go invisible and hide. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. All right. Uh, now, uh, Escher, Escher had a grip on you, so if you want to worm out of it, make a dexterity acrobatics check or a strength athletics check to break his grip. Okay, that'll be next max, and that is a 16. You are successful. You tear free of him, disappear, and uh, now the, the chapel is full of flame and fire and ghosts and screaming Barovians and swinging halberds and cawing uh, were-ravens in bird form. What a beautiful wedding. Uh, yes. Uh, would you like to hide sort of at the back of the chapel or more toward the front where like the doors and the, the staircases to the upper balcony are? Um, Knowing that your shadow, by the way, is still on the back wall. I'm gonna hang around the back. Okay, so you're going to get close to the shadow, or in that general vicinity. Closer to the shadow than you are to the fracas going on. Yeah. All right. You do that. And there's certainly enough noise that nobody can actually hear you as well as see you at the present. So the the groom disappears. Uh, Next is... Typical. uh, Strix, you see that your half-brother is on the balcony looking around for what you assume to be you. Of course he is. What would you like to do? (laughs) This is somehow her fault. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, where? Um, Okay, well, I'm more concerned, honestly, at this point of of us all dying. Mm -hmm. So is is Diaz next to me somewhere? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm just going to cast uh, Death Ward on Diaz. Oh, good news. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just going to look at him and be like, stop being scared. You can't die. I can't do anything. And I'm I'm just like shaking. I'm like, you have to help us. You have to to throw knives or something. And do what versus angels and demons and ghosts? I can't help. You hear your sword say, I can help you. 
Yeah. You shut your mouth. <laughs> he doesn't like, have a mouth. Who are you talking to? You are shut you talking up. Talking to someone? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so that was Strix's action to try and try and at least calm Dia down a little bit. Okay. If if Isaac sees her, that's that's it. I mean, nope. she's more doesn't concerned about her friends. Nope, doesn't see you. Okay, so you cast the spell on DF, which brings us back to... Uh, so the ghosts who are watching this and watching the Barovians uh, accost them, uh, they don't do shit. They just look at the Barovians <laughs> as, and watch as uh, weapons pass through their bodies. These phantoms don't look threatening in the least, um, even though the fires are, are raging around them. Uh, however, um, entering on the balcony... Uh, the same balcony that Isaac Strazny is hidden upon, are several Barovian witches. And you can see they sort of all come in with their brooms and look around. Uh, and uh, D.F. and Strix, they see you. Oh. And then they How many all, witches? Uh, Do they have brooms? There are uh, six of them, and they all set loose their brooms. No! <laughs> and... This fleet of brooms comes racing up toward you. <laughs> is, are you hiding behind? Is that what's happening? <laughs> no. Is, did Dieth hide behind Strix? And Evelyn, like, Evelyn as, you, as Paulton disappears from your grasp and Escher is standing beside you and the abbot is beating down on you with your mace and these brooms go soaring in the air past the ravens overhead and there are all these fires brewing around you. What do you do? I cast um, Ensnaring Strike on the Abbot at second level. Okay. And he has to succeed on a strength right. saving throw. And that's a bonus action. Okay. This is hmm, he's pretty strong. All right. He rolled a 22, which is enough to beat your spell save DC. So as magical vines break through the stone, uh, the flagstones on the chapel floor and try to snare him, uh, he tears them away. They shrivel underfoot. That sucks. But you still have your action. That was a bonus action. Um, I look around me. Paulton has disappeared. Yes. I see Escher and I just kind of like ugh at him. <laughs> I see He sneers at, he sneers at you too. It, the, yeah, we have a moment, mutual. like a real like ugh. Yeah. Like I, I would hiss ugh. at him if Evelyn was the hissing kind. <laughs> and uh but I see my friend Murdy Curdy just killing it over there. Mm-hmm. And that's someone I want to be back to back with in battle. So I go join him. Okay. And I I take like as an action, I'm gonna like fly in and high five him if he'll high five him. <laughs> What does what does Mordenkainen do when this uh, construct version of Evelyn with her little winged boots flutters over him with her palm raised? I'm like, yeah, Mordenkainen! <laughs> <laughs> you kind of recognize her as one of the adventurers. Uh, you, oh my goodness, what happened to you, young lady? He puts up and does a dad high five. <laughs> Uh, Bigby's hand also off in the distance does the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Which I believe that lasts for a minute, right? Yeah, like it's still yeah, around, right? Yeah, it's still okay, around. so you see the giant hand, maybe it maybe it I don't know. 
<laughs> slaps the chandeliers. I don't know, or something, something. It knocks over a bunch of candles as as he does the high five, mm-hmm. dead high five, which is not very powerful. And he's not in melee or in battle with anything right now, right? Uh, no, because he's like... got this sort of wall of Barovians surrounding him, protecting him. Right, okay. So then I just, I guess the high five is my action. But okay. if it weren't, I would just yep. hold action. Got it. <laughs> uh, you, uh, I'd say it's your action. Okay. Yeah, cool. I really wanted that high five, so it's worth Absolutely. Yes. All right, the abbot. Uh, his black angelic wings spread wide is going to launch himself into the air. Um, he's going to ignore the were-ravens for the time being. Uh, they will sort of accost him um, as he flies directly at you, Evelyn, and you, Mordenkainen. Uh, and as he kind of lands amid the Barovians and uh, they begin hacking at him, their weapons are rebuffed. <coughs> his divine origin thwarting them. Uh, he will attempt to smash his mace down on your skull, Evelyn. He rolled a two on his first attack. Hooray! So that's a miss. Ha! And his ha! second attack, he rolled a 21. Okay. Ow! Uh, so he does five points of bludgeoning damage plus uh, 20 points of radiant damage for a total of 25. <sighs> and as his mace strikes you, there is a flash of radiant light. And I don't have any, like, resistance to radiant damage or anything? Uh, no. But this is what it must feel like to be smote by the Morning Lord. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, and... Uh, after he's done, it is Diath's turn. Diath, you see six brooms racing up toward you. <clears throat> All right, do they look like they're going straight for me, like they want? Yeah. It Great. could be you, All it right. could be Strix. You're not sure. You're both pretty close together, but yeah, they're coming All right, right so I'm, I'm going to grab Strix and kind of like push her out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> By the way, Waffles, I think, is with you guys. Yeah, Waffles. I had Waffles on a leash, and yeah. I just She's probably go. just tied off to like a gargoyle on the roof. <laughs> Yeah, yep. sounds like it's Strix's responsibility now because I got brooms to deal with. So if it looks like they're kind of chasing after me, I'm mm-hmm. actually going to then start running off the roof and let them kind of chase me. Oh, okay. So I'm going to. Uh, uh, how far up on from, from the ground are we on this roof? Uh, you are 80 feet over the ground. Okay. Is there another building that's kind of nearby or like an alleyway? Or- uh. You could um, launch yourself from the roof onto a, a nearby um, castle wall that's held up by giant columns or pillars, and that connects to the connects the castle to the outer wall. Okay, I'm, I'm basically trying to find a way to okay. uh, something nearby that yep. I can quickly descend back down to ground floor. Oh, okay. Well, it's just kind of like sliding down the wall or like between two oh, columns I see. or whatever. Um, yeah, you could also, there are some parts of the chapel roof that are a little bit lower. So you could kind of jump onto one of them, slide down the slanted slope, okay. and be much closer to the ground, like about right. 20 feet off the ground. Okay, that's much more reasonable. All right, so yeah. as you uh, spring into action and leap away, all of the brooms home in on you. Great. And you uh, hit that roof. That slanted roof, you go skidding down the stone tiles, and if you want to, uh, you can make a dexterity acrobatics check to achieve a landing. Do any yeah. of the brooms pass by me? Uh, I would say they all pass by you. 
Can I grab one? You can try to grab one, yes. I'm gonna try to grab one. Okay, just make a strength Six. athletics no. check. I want one! No strength! <laughs> Oh, oh, that's not bad. I got a 15. You do. Yes! All right, and it pulls you off your feet into the air. <laughs> For the record, uh, did you say acrobatics or athletics? I'm sorry. Acrobatics. Acrobatics. Okay, uh, 30. Yes, you land like a yeah. cat in what appears to be an uh, old dead flower garden behind the chapel, fenced Great. in by rusted wrought iron gates. All right, um... I uh, would like to use the cutting action to dash. Would I be able to continue my movement, or mm-hmm. am I good there? Uh, by by this point, you have moved about 60 feet. Okay, so that's pretty much all of it. All right. Uh, yeah, so I'm just, I'm just going to basically continue yep. uh, running and having all these brooms chase me yes. as I continue to make my way down to the ground floor, and then ideally uh, towards the entrance of the abbey or cathedral. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, from the outside here, you don't see any easy way into the chapel. You'd have to go through the castle somehow. Oh. Well, all right. Well, my turn's done. I'll figure that later. Yep. <laughs> I'm just checking the speed of the brooms of animated attack. One moment, please. Do, 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 do. There we go. Ah, okay. Very good. All right. Uh, Diaz, they're going to catch up with you. Oh, because their their speed is their fly speed is fifty feet. And when they're going all out, they're going hundred feet. Okay, uh, so but I'm out of movement. Uh, yes, but they okay. won't catch you quite yet. Next Great. up is uh, Escher, the vampire. Um, he sees Ismark coming to attack the bride, who he needs to complete his evil plans. So. Uh, he is going to intercede and try to uh, attack Ismark. Uh, but Ismark swats him away. Uh, kind of pushes, actually pushes Escher into some fire. Um, nice. And you see Escher floundering around in, in burning oil. Yeah! Yes. <laughs> yep, and then Mordenkainen. I joined I join Mordenkainen in a cheer. Yeah. Yes! Mordenkainen, your turn has circled around. The Barovians uh, do not seem to be able to hurt the ghosts or the abbot. Um, what would you like them to do, if anything? Well, if the pole arms don't work, just tackle them to the ground! Do something! <laughs> All right, they, right. Will, they will yeah. attempt to do so. Um, let's see. And actually, uh, en masse, they pull the abbot to the floor. Yes! He's got a pile of Barovians on top of him nice. beating him into the floor. It doesn't seem to be hurting the abbot. It's just annoying the hell out of him. Mordenkainen uh, points up at the were-ravens. Were-ravens, transform and attack the witches! All right. Uh, the were-ravens, uh, <laughs> uh, they will uh, all transform, hurling themselves <laughs> naked onto the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, begin to accost the witches with their fists and just start punching them in the face and in the body. And the witches do not seem to be impervious to their attacks. <laughs> and uh, a couple of the big ch- – two, there are two big throne-like chairs on the sort of protruding part of the balcony. And one of the witches goes, gets pushed into one of those and they're just beating the crap out of her in the chair. The other one's attempting to hide behind – another one's attempting to hide behind the chair. And they just push the whole chair down on top of her and begin dancing up and down on top of it. <laughs> 
Uh, the other ones are just uh, beating and taking out the, the witches left, right, and center. Uh, so they're all taken care of. Morden Kanan? All right, sweetie, let's try that again. Bigby's hand tries to grab... Uh, sweetie. The, um, tries to grab the, uh, the bride. bride. Okay. Let's see. All right, strength saving throw. Uh, Here we go. Or sorry. Uh, I rolled a... Yeah. 14, so it's got, it's his strength is 26. I rolled a 14. Okay, so plus it's got eight, a plus eight. 22. You succeed in grabbing the bride this time. Big B, use your strength and crush her into... <gasps> yes. Ooh. So the big hand <laughs> attempts to crush and will do B. because you've amped it up. Holy crap. Um, so norm- <laughs> oh, normally right. it does, normally the grasping hand does 2d6 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. Mm-hmm. But since you amped it up, it increases by forty. So by two d six for right. each slot above fifth level. Oh, that's right. That's so right. six, so, seventh, eighth, ninth. So eight d six more for a total of ten d six plus your right. spellcasting. Uh, she's she's gonna be goo. <laughs> All right, ten d. I mean, she's a flesh golem, so she has some resilience. But you're gonna still affect. She her. does. Um, and that's plus my spellcaster. Yeah. Uh, is that the uh, uh, my intelligence or my spellcaster attack? Your spellcaster uh, attack ability. bonus. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fifty-three. Or I'm the, sorry. Let me just double check that. Just be sure. Yeah, you might want to check that. Out. No, it's your ability modifier. So it's just your intelligence oh, okay. bonus. Okay. So it's forty-six. Great. Uh, that that does. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. My oh. bad. I'm I'm incorrect. It's forty-nine. Oh, great. All right, uh, you begin to crush her, and you can hear the cracking of her bones um, as, as she is being just absolutely crushed. You think that one squeeze alone probably took half her health away. I'm sorry, darling, but it has to be done! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, nice. Uh, so next is Paulton. You are standing invisibly out of immediate harm's way. The brooms have flown off. After your friend DF, uh, look around. You can see on the balcony overhead, the witches have been tackled by the naked wear ravens, and the Barovians have tackled the abbot to the floor. And oh no, my bride again. <laughs> um. So, so from what Escher told me, um. The marriage has to happen first, and until that, there's nothing I can really do to the shadow, right? Well, make an intelligence check. Okay. And thankfully, you're sober right now. So. <laughs> Are you? Are you sober? <laughs> uh, relatively. 14. Alarmingly sober, yes. Okay, so based on what Escher t- confided in you, because you were so persuasive, the wedding is to appease the dark powers, basically to give you the powers of dark lorddom over this domain and thus um, you would have the power to control this domain and to lock your bride away and be with Escher forever he's a vampire spawn he can't really leave the domain this is his ticket to getting being with you eternally um, and ensuring that you're basically rendered immortal with him if you don't go through with the wedding um the only, the only problem with that is the shadow. Because the shadow has, your shadow, because it has a piece of strahd inside it, has the ability to bring you back to this domain as often as it wants, with or without your friends. 
Mm-hmm. So as long as it is separated from you and kind of doing its own thing and there's no bonafide dark lord established, you'll never really escape it. Right. Well, the thing he was saying was like... Uh, but if, if you go through with the wedding, then the shadow can... Because now you are one with the dark powers and darkness, the shadow can merge with you again and Strahd's fragment won't necessarily be lost or destroyed. It will be sort of one with you now. Um, but didn't he say like uh, using the... The, 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 the yes, thing but on yes. Once you once you basically before. yes. Now you believe, based on your intelligence score, that the shadow can be hurt by the sun sword at any time. It, you don't have to wait till after the ceremony. The only advantage to waiting till after the ceremony is you destroy the Strahd shadow before it merges with you. Right. Do I? Um... You could, I, based like, on what no. Escher said, you could destroy your shadow with the sun sword and so, sort of solve a lot of your problems. And do I have any, do I know any reason, like, not to do that? Would that, like, mess me up? N- nope. Not as far as you gather. Maybe you're wrong about that, but you think mostly what you gleaned from Escher was this was a self-centered effort on his part to be, to not lose the other love in his life. I don't, doesn't sound like him. Well, he's also evil and perverted, so... What? No, come on, let's... <laughs> he's... It's not fair. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt here, come on. He is an evil <laughs> vampire spawn, after all. <laughs> um, Sometimes, do things, I... Things with the wrong head, it happens. Yeah, l- love does weird things. <laughs> do I see the shadow? Yes. Uh, you can see that in the chaos, it is quietly, silently, in fact, moving around uh, behind Evelyn. Try to stab it. You sure can. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. What are you going to try to stab it with? The, uh... A fork! <laughs> I'm going to stab it with the thing that's going to hurt it. <laughs> okay, you draw forth the bladeless hilt. Of yeah, the sword that, that belonged to Strahd's brother, Sergei, <laughs> and you cause this radiant blade of sunlight to erupt from it. And that's pretty hard to hide, invisible or not. That light begins to, um, even though the sword is invisible in your hand, the light begins to fill the chapel. It's like, uh, and, none see here. And you can make an attack if you want. As you do, you become visible. Okie dokie. So uh, I, I guess I'll I guess I'll yeah. roll. When Evelyn sees this, her eyes become like anime eyes with big hearts in them. Like, <gasps> <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. Uh oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Swear to Christ. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> what do you All right. <laughs> Only when it matters. How do you do it? <laughs> All right, as soon as the, you strike with your uh, nat 20 into the shadow of Stralton, uh, you can see that uh, the light of the sword and the darkness of the shadow um, uh, are uh, consumed. Um, 
and uh, the shadow is instantly obliterated. Damn. <laughs> Does it like explode? What happens to it? Uh, so uh, as the light hits the shadow, um, just like uh, what happens to shadows when they have nothing to hide behind, they're just sort of immediately banished by the light. Uh, but what you see is sort of at the edges of the light given off by this sword, uh, traces of blackness, like shards or something, or maybe bats, um, kind of flutter off and disappear into the darkness. And you hear uh, Strahd's voice uh, sound out with a, a horrible, horrible, inhuman uh, cry. Yes! I'm like, guys, I did something. Yes, Yes, you believe you've just destroyed this last vestige of Strahd um, with the weapon that was destined to do so. What a brilliant plan. He went through with the wedding just to get close enough to stab the shadow. (laughs) I knew he had a plan all So smart! (laughs) All right. He Uh, was like cheerleader jumping like, yay, yay, yay! Lightning yeah. strikes the roof of the chapel. Oh, that's fine. And suddenly it falls in. Ah, I'm still up there. Yes. <laughs> Holding onto a broom. Yeah. Well, actually, you're taken off the roof just in time. Oh, good. Uh, I'm like, ah! As, as the dark powers themselves. Uh, I'm sure it's just a natural phenomenon. Yes. They're pissed. Yes, as as they express their displeasure at this sudden turn of events, Strix, you are born off the roof just in time. As light- I know Waffles to jump. As lightning strikes the rooftop, oh, Waffles is tied to that damn gargoyle. No! Um, <laughs> uh, and as it hits the roof of the... Chris you wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I totally <laughs> <laughs> Good, because I was going to get real mad. <laughs> as, as it hits the roof of the chapel, you see its stones fall in. And uh, I need... Mordenkainen and Evelyn uh, to make dexterity saving throws. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, he's, he, yeah. he's really <laughs> good at this. He's really good at this. Uh, can, I, can I cast a bonus action? Uh, no, only on your okay. turn. You have, you have right. a reaction. You could potentially use that. No, it's fine. It's uh, fine. All right. I got so. a nine. Okay. Got a nine. <laughs> nine. Sounds great. I got 18. All right. Uh, 18 is good enough, Evelyn, that you avoid the huge chunks of stone falling from the ceiling. Uh, no! <laughs> unfortunately, uh, at least eight, possibly nine Barovians do not get out of the way, and they oh, no. are crushed under debris oh, um, no. uh, uh, in the center uh, uh, I also give... I'm right next to Mordenkainen, so he gets... Uh, bonus on his saving throw. Yo. Ooh. He gets, uh, yeah, he gets plus four on his Hey. Save. Hey, so that turns My into nine a is a 13. Okay. No, plus five. Plus five. It's a 20. Make that a 14. All right. <laughs> uh, so good news for Mordenkainen. He is also missed by the falling debris thanks to <laughs> the paladin. <laughs> the light of Lathander shines upon you. <laughs> good work, dead girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so as some Barovians are smushed and they cry out in terror at the collapsing roof um, are there any others in my immediate 10 foot vicinity that could get help Uh, yes 
a number of them. Uh, in I fact, think you think that your your power not only saved Mordenkainen, but also saved at least five Barovians. I feel like she's kind of like standing there like this, like Lavander, and there's like kind of a like glowing sparkle around her, and the like some of the the falling rocks kind of like they they inexplicably seem to just kind of like change course and fall around the sparkling orb. Yep. I just I just like the juxtaposition between Strix being dragged away by a witch broom <laughs> and Evelyn just like saving all these <laughs> broomers everywhere. <laughs> Strix is in the rain and there's like, <laughs> yeah being flown through the rain uh, by this crazy broom. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and DF from down below, you see the the roof of the uh, chapel gets struck, and you see this ball of fur and feathers sort oh, of come no! tumbling off the rooftop toward you. Oh. Catch her! Catch her! I'm so adorably worried for it. <laughs> yeah. So you stop with the brooms in pursuit. Um, do you want to catch waffles? Yes. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Then I would like you to make a dexterity acrobatics check to do so. Even if it's like a leap grab in midair and take the fall kind of save, whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna go. In, I'm going to waffles. <laughs> All right. I'm busting out the friendship die for this one. <laughs> this is an image of just this fluffy owl bear just tumbling. <laughs> it's like smiling. And it's elbow where this. Wee! <laughs> yeah, this is like having a great time. Uh, you said dexterity saving throw. Uh, dexterity acrobatics check. Oh, great! Thirty. All right. Oh, yes. <laughs> you you leap up, you pluck the owlbear out of the air and cushion its landing so it doesn't die with a horrible splat. Oh, my gosh. And then as you land and look around, there are five brooms all pointed oh, inward no. at you. Uh-huh. Just like a... Just like a okay. Yep. yep. Business Ooh. ends in just looking at you. Yep. Seeking javelins. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, while that's happening, Waffles is giving you licks. <laughs> oh, she's so All thankful right. for her saving. Um, was that my turn or did I just No, that's just, okay, uh, okay. you're basically reacting to the situation. And then uh, as more of the roof uh, begins to fall in, a large chunk comes tumbling down, falls directly on top of Escher. That's <laughs> 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 so mean. And he's just like gone under debris. You don't even see him. In uh, fact, there might even be like a like a poof of ash that sort of comes out from underneath the huge debris. Tragic figure. Oh no, my bride. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and uh, that was all on Paulton's turn. So damn. <laughs> uh, as the oh. as the were ravens uh, start to. Uh, t- uh, tear up the witches on the balcony. A dark, lumbering, hulking, fiendish figure uh, leaps upward, oh, yeah. uh, clinging to wall sconces and tattered hanging tapestries, and hurls himself bodily out through the cracked ceiling of the chapel, out into the rain, perhaps going after his sister. Who knows? Uh, and um, in that moment, as Isaac disappears from view, uh, you can see through the hole in the ceiling of the chapel, or Diath, if you are outside, the clouds take the form of a giant face. No, 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 no. no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <sighs> rather not. Would Hard pass. Much, no, would, thanks. Would much rather not. Thanks, no. Yeah. No. Oh. And then. Uh, 
there's uh, more sort of flashes of lightning behind the face, almost making it look cracked and broken. And Do I the, recognize the face? Uh, it looks like maybe Mufasa. Uh, it looks like a it looks like a, a horrible, uh, angered, strawed-like visage. Gotcha. Great. Cool. Uh, but then uh, the lightning sort of flashes behind it, and it kind of tears apart. Cool. And is uh, destroyed. Nice. Matthias That's a through. <laughs> Um, and so I'm seeing that whole still holding the broom. <laughs> <laughs> those like, of you, I'm not letting go. Uh, those of you in the chapel, that's Paulton, Mordenkainen, and uh, Evelyn, you begin to see the chapel flicker between night and the rain coming down and bright daylight like <gasps> morning. Like this is it, some end of Beauty and it's the night. Beast type it's day. It's night, it's day, it's night, it's day, it's night, it's day. It's like flashing in and out. It's almost like uh, for an instant you seem to be straddling two worlds. Whoa. The world of dark, rainy, brooding Barovia and the world of sunny, bright, Lathander morning, hawk. radiant. <laughs> uh, but you're still in the chapel. It's just like for a split second you're in the rainy, bomb, bombed out chapel with all the fires and the oil burning and the collapsed ceiling and then suddenly you're in a perfect pristine version of that chapel that may have existed hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Evelyn raises her hands in prayer. She feels like this is Lathander blessing their, their holy work. Yes, Lathander, shine down upon us in all of your holy glory. Wash this place clean of the darkness. Holy Lathander. She's just... <laughs> okay. So she's losing it, basically, is what you're telling me. Okay. <laughs> Strix, you are clutching onto this racing broom through the air. It's I am not action. letting go. All right. It's your action. I want action. this broom to attune to me. All right. I uh, show up my hat, and I'm like, look, I have the hat. Okay. I would like you to make an arcana check for me. All right, come on, broom. Please don't. Please don't. Oh, no. I got a five. She can help you rehab. All right. Uh, your initial attempts to, uh, to sort of gain control of this broomstick do not meet with success. Uh, and it attempts to uh, whisk you into some very uh, large and immovable objects. Uh, so I'd like you to make a dexterity saving throw to hang on to the broom. All right, broom. Oh, that's not bad. That's a 12. Okay, you are able to hang on to the broom and not uh, be damaged as it's flailing, f- flying through the air and corkscrewing around and basically <laughs> taking every measure at its disposal to get you off of it. <laughs> it's very it's, comical. All right. Uh, the other brooms all come at Diath and begin to whack on him. Oh, no! Uh, each one as making... I'm flying, I'm still, like, holding on to waffles and, like, kind yep. of, like... And they're... <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, you're saving her. I'm just going to... They each get two attacks on you, so I'm just going to roll ten attacks and let you know if any of them uh, What's your uh, AC currently? Super high. That's great. 18. Oh. All right. <laughs> That's great. All right. Uh, you are hit a total of three times, one of which was a crit, so it got you, like, right in the air. Uncanny dodge that one! <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so the first one does... Uh, four points of damage. The second one does six points of damage, and the one that crit you does uh, eleven reduced to five points of damage. So you take a total of fifteen whack- okay. whacking damage. 
<laughs> do I see the scene? <laughs> uh, Morden Kynan, I'd like you to make it's an arcana. very comical. I'd like you to make an arcana <laughs> check for me, Sam. All right. This has actually a decent chance of succeeding. Stand by. Uh, during all this, uh, Dieth is actually in tears as he accepts his fate. <laughs> you can't die! <laughs> okay. Uh, 20. Not a nat 20, but a 20 is my roll. Okay. Terrible roll. Uh, you believe with that roll that what you're seeing here is uh, the destruction of Strahd by the Sun Sword has created a fracture in time. What? Oh, that sounds bad. What? That's something... uh, It looks like uh, that you may be, if you stay here much longer, uh, thrown backward or forward in time. (laughs) All right. Morden Kynan looks like he's been struck by lightning. He fluffs his gray hair out. He goes, we got to get out of here quickly! Time is... Um, he grabs he grabs dead girl goes we gotta get out of here quick Uh, Um, gonna leave your hand to crush the bride yeah 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 quick crush away (laughs) squeeze her do I do I notice this Uh, yes it's perfectly obvious Morden Kanan is the loudest thing in the room right now he's 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 raving he's out of his mind he's gone he's lost it at this point yes and and is oh. well versed in time travel and other. One point for like- the new All right. Um, and also, let me ask you a question. Can I can I cast a spell while ushering? Yep. Out? Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to cast Mordenkainen's Faithful Hound. Yeah. Um, Puppy. Leonard, quick, go! Go, get those brooms, boy! Get the brooms, boy! Go! All right. Sticks! Yes, a spectral hound comes leaping out through the wall of the chapel behind you, um, DF, and immediately sees brooms beating on you fiercely, and then another one hurling through the air with Strix in tow. I only see tears and despair. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right, and uh, I'm sorry, uh, Mordenkainen, after casting the spell, you said you wanted to possibly move or exit or... Yeah, 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 All right, yeah, go, ba- go, but go back whence you came. Yes, get the hell out, yes. Okay, and you said you're taking somebody with you? I can't remember. Me, he said oh. dead girl. Yes. I gotcha. think that's dead me. Yes, yes. Dead girl. <laughs> are, are you a willing accomplice to him yeah, uh, pulling you out? Yeah, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, so he drags you out of the chapel into the hall, where this effect does not seem to be nearly as pronounced. Um, but even in the hall, you can see glimmers or corners of the hall that look like they're from another time where the, the paint is not plastered away and they're sort of bright and well-tended and the wood is nicely finished and uh, sort of I glimmer. kind of clasp Morden kind of hand. I'm like, do you see the light of Lathander shining through the darkness? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so... Just to speed things up here, uh, that was uh, Mordenkainen's turn. Paulton, you're in the chapel. You see uh, Evelyn's been taken out by the crazy mage. Taken out of the room, not taken out. Um, <laughs> uh, leaving you with some uh, fleeing Barovians. Uh, Ismark, who is uh, watching as his 
quote-unquote sister is being crushed to death by a magical giant spectral hand, uh, sort of helpless, calling out her name, Irina, as the rain falls onto his face. Uh, um, he managed to avoid getting crushed. Uh, what do you do now that uh, you seem to be alone amidst wreckage? You I heard some, you, someone... You also see some were-ravens overhead. They've re- gotten back into their raven forms and are fleeing the chapel as quickly as possible. So I'm gathering that people are running. It seems like people are evacuating this place as quickly as possible. I, too, will be doing running. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I would uh, like to leave. You follow the wizard out. Very good. A- as you do, um, you see your shadow, now a part of you once more, follow you. I did I think and for a moment you're startled and a little spooked by it but then you realize it's just your normal shadow cool it's warm (laughs) and my hand my little my hand's still with me right yes oh god all right, cool. Let's go. Yes, it'll actually help you by un- uncorking one of your flasks for you as you run out. It's like, oh god, thank, and then like, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm running and drinking. Okay, uh, DF. Yes, Isaac Strasny, the half fiend, um, comes out of the darkness, uh, leaping down onto the ground, not too far away from you, about thirty feet away. You can see his sister being pulled hither and thither <laughs> through the air. Um, but doesn't really care. He seems to focus all of his ire on you, hold out a hand of flame and summon that uh, flame forth and hurl it at you, shouting, Lorkatha scum. What? A what scum? He he calls you Lorkatha scum. Oh, no. Is there a way I can uh, not... Make sure to get like wild waffles out of the way or something. You're basically shielding her. Um, okay. He's he's making an attack roll against you. Um, he rolls a 16, which is not enough to hit you. So his little gout of flame that he hurls at you goes flying past and explodes on the ground behind you. Ha! I kind of dodged it for the record. It's was, it was <laughs> awesome. Excellent. Yep. Uh, and after hurling the flame, uh, he begins to advance toward you threateningly and says, stay away from her. Oh, I hate him so much. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, Strix? Do I see all this transpire, right? Yes. From up high, yes. <sighs> all right. I look down at the broom and I'm like, oh, fine. And I'll just misty step in front of DF. <laughs> all right, DF, uh, Strix appears before you. Great. Strix, do you want to do anything else? I'll just look at Isaac and just kind of like angrily just say, you're not part of my family. These are my family. Oh. And then look really, really mad. And throw, my, and throw my hat on the ground because it obviously isn't doing me any good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and DF, what would you like right. to do when this happens? Am I still getting beat up by brooms? Yes. They beat you up and now it's your turn. Strict shows up. This is my family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I can, I guess that was my action. But if I could, I would. You could do something magic. else. Okay, I'll, I'm going to dispel magic on the brooms. Ah, okay. Uh, if I can. Uh, let's see. 
do have that now because. Okay, that doesn't seem to have. Oh no, wait, that does. That could affect them. Uh, yes, they must make Constitution saving throws against your spell yes. save DC. Uh, what's your? And it's sixteen now. All the brooms fall down. Yes, so dramatic. <laughs> yes. Clatter, clatter, clatter onto the floor. Uh, the last broom, the one that was flying through the air, comes <sighs> racing down and kind of lands beside you, Strix, <gasps> and then just kind of nudges up <gasps> toward you and kind of like just sort of pats, grabs pats it and she's you. She's like, ha! Leave it. It's time to go. It's like saying, <laughs> no! don't, don't dispel me. Don't dispel me. <laughs> I don't want to be dispelled. Strix, Strix grabs it and sits on it and then like points to the broom and says, get on it. We're leaving. <laughs> All right, and uh, yes, yeah, so you uh, that that broom has uh, uh, is now kowtowing to you. Uh, That's yes. As the other ones fall down, inert. Uh, but Dieth, um, it's now your turn. All the brooms have fallen. The threat seems to be ended, except for Isaac, who is looming above you and Strix. All right, am I uh, am I aware of the uh, mass retreat happening? You're aware of you see you see big flights of ravens come out of the shattered roof of the chapel. So they're obviously evacuating. And you heard Morden Kane and Bellow, yeah. something borderline incoherent that suggested to you um, that they were all getting out of that particular situation. Okay. Uh... And while you're standing there, both you and Strix momentarily see flashes of the garden when it's vibrant and full of life and the morning light is shining down upon it and you catch the whiff of, of fully um, alive roses and see the brilliant colors all around you. How many people can this broom support? Uh, you're a little dubious. It can take more than one. <laughs> and an owlbear. And an owlbear. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, doesn't matter. Uh, it's like I, I, I feel like I can kind of get a glimpse of what's going on. So I don't even give a shit about Isaac right now and how pissed he is. I was like, tell Strix, like, uh, another day, we'll just need to leave. And then, uh, whatever I can do to rejoin, uh, Evelyn and Paulton, wherever they are, to whatever it is they're running to, I guess to follow Mordenkaiden. Okay. Yeah, just like, we're getting, we're getting out of here. All right. Um, as you make that fateful decision, you can see that the darkness seems to go away and you are in the morning garden, um, Isaac is gone. What? What? Uh, Evelyn and Paulton, uh, as you're out in the hall, Mordenkainen and the fleeing Barovians just sort of fade away around you. Mordenkainen! (laughs) Mordenkainen, you can see that uh, they're being pulled uh, back in time. All right, uh, as my last move... Oh, as they're, they're, I'm not being pulled back in time. They're being pulled back That's in correct. time, correct? Why us? Why always us? <laughs> I say, quick! I reach down, grab, I, let's, if there's a broken 10-foot pole, <laughs> <laughs> yep. I pull a yep. flask of oil. <laughs> yep. I grab, I, I look for a, a steel spike. Mm-hmm. I throw all these in front of them <laughs> to the time portal and pass my, my bottle of buttermilk to, to her. If Strix sees this, she's like, couldn't you have given us your spell book? <laughs> Always drink your buttermilk! I will! I will! All right. And that's Warmy where we'll stop wizard. for tonight. <laughs> oh...
Well awesome. done. Thank you, everybody. It's amazing. And that's how you plan a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> on a very special episode yes. there's uh, so that, many cinematic moments so make it. sure it's you write so all good. that stuff down Evelyn and stuff cause you know you got buttermilk and you got right. uh, uh, iron spike oh. a part of a staff and a flask of oil yeah uh, about how many foot pole is it now is the question <laughs> it's probably like seven and three quarters is that seven? good enough to like search for traps though yep. to tap the yep. floor okay. yep. alright that's all I care about exactly that's all I care about. So, iron spike iron spike well, some, we don't need to worry about that iron spike oil flask there, right? bro- oil broken flask. staff and buttermilk all these things will be Got instrumental it. Well, here's, here's the point. No, keep this in mind. You have to understand something. If you went back in time, you're definitely going to need these because now yeah. you're going to be in OD and D land right. or AD and D land. Yes. You just never know what you're going to be again. You're all going to rewrite so your. Thankful. You're all going to make first edition versions of your. Characters. Oh no! Oh no! No! We're all dead. All right. Uh, thank you, Sam, for joining us on this uh, momentous episode. Uh, we you're ran still a little live. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. I will find you. Yes, he will. <laughs> don't don't rule him out. He may show Wait, up what again. were your names? <laughs> <laughs> Dead girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, we will pick up the action next week. Um, and until then, uh, does anybody? We're late, so I don't want to draw. Th- Do you have your game tonight, Anna? Yeah, okay. I have misclicks next. Misclicks D and D devotion right. on uh, Twitch.tv/slash/misclicks. So, with the with the goal of leaving Anna enough time to use the restroom before she has to jump jump into another game, uh, anybody have any quick announcements they want to share with folks before they um, before we take? I'll away? be at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, come say hi. You and Yay! a few you and a few other people I hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think a few uh, people go to that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Quick thing, it's a quick roll, but latest episode of Attack on Titans dub. I voiced a character named Marcel. Go check it out. Yay! Nice. Yay. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, I have stuff coming up, but I don't know when I can announce it. So, ha, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> and uh, Sam, will you be around or public anywhere recently? Uh, yeah, but I don't even know. I haven't, I didn't think of what to announce. Oh, me and Janina Gavankar are going to be doing some Twitch streams, uh, exploring, <laughs> sort of educating her into the history of Star Wars as she's playing oh, the lead character, Aiden Versio, excellent. in Battlefront 2. So we're going to be doing some Twitch streams. Oh. Oh. Yep. So follow at, uh, I guess, on Twitch, Sam Whitworth. I have a quick announcement, too. Please. Uh, This Sunday, I'm going to be down in L.A. playing with Maze Arcana. I'm going to crash their their session. Yeah, I'm going to go play with them. So tune in for that. Are you playing an NPC or a character? I'm playing a character that I'm working on with Rudy Outstanding. Wonderbar. All right. I have nothing to say. So other than thank you for listening and watching us. And tune in next week for the continuing adventures of the Waffle Crew. Uh, we'll be in whatever hell time we are in now. Yes, <laughs> maybe the might be good. Nineteen fifty-five. The flex capacitor. Nineteen seventy-four. Nice morning. I just you're in the basement of Carrick. I got Marty. We have to get out of Lake Geneva. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you next week, folks. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye bye. 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 Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.